0: Hello, friend. Welcome back. An episode this week with another voice that's not just mine. So, lucky for you, you get a little variety coming for you. This episode is very, very, very near and dear to my heart and very special to me. My guest today is Alexandra Carter. And Alexandra is a professional actress who turned wellness coach. She's a certified intuitive eating counselor. She's really dri- driven by her own struggles. With her body, with self-acceptance, with toxic diet culture. And as she worked through her own awakening, really knew that she wanted to help others in this from a lens of intuitive eating and health at every size approach. It's... If you've been here for a while, you know why this conversation is so meaningful to me, why I'm so very passionate about the work that Alexandra does, the messages that she shares, and the way that she does it, in a way that she does it as looking at how are we looking at the emotions underlying this? How are we meeting ourselves with grace and compassion? How ultimately are we shedding the toxic layers the masks the conditioning that have been placed on us to come back home to self that's the way that she explains intuitive eating is this coming back home to self and i really loved that and i loved this view in this lens and the wisdom i can't wait for you all to hear open up your ears your hearts and soak in the wisdom that is alexandra Welcome back, everybody. I'm excited to be here and excited to have a lovely face giving me a big smile on the other side of my Zoom screen today. I get to invite you into a conversation that Alexandra and I are sharing today. So welcome, Alexandra. Thanks for being here.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, Megan. I'm so glad to be here.
0: Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and just fill everybody in on the, a snapshot or a, a full portrait view of who you are? What are you about?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, I'm first and foremost, long winded. So I'll try and be, <laughs> I'll try and give you long story short, but it might be long story long.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Exactly what it's supposed to be. Whatever comes out.
1: Awesome. Um, so I am an intuitive eating counselor and health and well-being coach. Um, and that's kind of my official title. Uh, I think I have an interesting way that I found this. I, I found this. it's become my passion. It's become something that I, you know am, obsessed with and love doing every day. Um, but I didn't start that way. I, I came here through my own journey of healing, um, in terms of my relationship with my body and my relationship to food and my own body image. Um, my past struggles with disordered eating and just feeling really disconnected from myself. I actually am, a I don't know, originally a trained actor, um, so, I started my professional career as a musical theater actor, singing and dancing. Um, and, you know, I think over the course of the many, many years that I did that, I realized that first, while watching people that I looked up to, I saw this disparity where these amazing, dynamic, multi talented people spent their time and their energy and their money whittling away at themselves. Um, and in seeing that in other people, I sort of ended up recognizing it in myself and saying, why am I spending my whole life thinking of myself as a problem to be fixed instead of honoring all of the things that I am or that I could be? Um, and it it kind of hit me. And I realized I couldn't keep going the way that I was going, that I couldn't spend all of my energy Trying to fix something that wasn't even a problem to begin with. Um, so I kind of found my way into this world, into you know, uh, body positivity and uh, weight neutral health and well being, and just a way of honoring who. Well, it started as honoring who I am for all that I am, and it turned into a way of being able to honor other people for who they are, not what they look like. Mm.
0: oh I just so much of your words resonate and land Mm. with Mm -hmm. with me and my story and I know so many of the those who are listening as well Mm. I I have yet to come across and this might be a blanket statement but I have Mm. yet to come across somebody in my life who identifies as a female who has not had some period or Mm. some sort of disjointed, disordered, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: up and down relationship with their bodies or with food.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. You know, one of the most beautiful things about intuitive eating to me is it's kind of like a coming home to yourself because a part of the philosophy behind this, it's a self-care eating framework. Um, But the philosophy behind it says that we're all born intuitive eaters we're all born connected to our bodies knowing that you know when we're hungry we cry <laughs> and you know when we need food we ask for it but through society and what we're taught we are disconnected more and more and more obviously like you were saying everyone has varying degrees of that but it isn't another outsourced version of health and wellness instead you're the source each of us is the source and we get to tap into our own inner wisdom and inner power and connect to you know really start from an internal out perspective instead of that external in perspective that we've been taught that really isn't working a lot of the time
0: oh yes yes speaking my language even more. <laughs> nobody has the answers. Nobody's going to fix you mm. or nobody gets to save you. You get to do that yourself. And it is that really coming back home to yourself. Yeah. That that's what it feels like to me. And that's, it's, it's a remembering of what is your truth, mm. not what has been placed on you or things that we've been learned or taught
1: conditioned
0: to believe by ourselves or by society or others in our life.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I love that. I love that. No one is going to save you. You get to save yourself. How empowering. Yeah.
0: And those steps are also terrifying Yes, because if I have no ability to feel safe in my body, if I have no ability to trust my body to mm-hmm. no, and I shouldn't say that if I can't access feeling safe in my body, if I can't mm-hmm. access feeling safe, trust the words or wisdom that's coming up. I don't starting from that space is mm-hmm. a black hole. It's terrifying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's so scary. And I, I really appreciate that you brought that up because I think, you know, validating that it's not easy. Like it's, it's easy for me to hop on with you today, Megan, and say these words, but the work behind all of those words is, is a lot of work and a lot of hard work. I kind of think of it as this, as a little metaphor of like being dropped in a country that speaks a different language than you. And so it's scary and it's overwhelming and you don't even know where to start. And maybe you start with, you know, I, I, so, so that that is kind of the feeling that I think or a way you can relate to the feeling of reconnecting with your body. You're both speaking different languages. There's no way to communicate and it's hard and scary and maybe even kind of uncomfortable because maybe you're both, you and your body are yelling at each other to start and nobody's understanding. And it feels like almost antagonistic, but then slowly, but surely you develop a language of your own. You develop a way of speaking and communicating and relating to each other that allows you to work as a team and work together instead of that fighting against each other that maybe you've been used to your whole life.
0: In that, in that way of beginning to form a a language that both you and your body Mm -hmm. are speaking to one another, that you both understand What are the beginning steps
1: of that? Yeah, that is such a great question. I think the first step is just like building awareness, you know, and I think that that sounds, it's like simple to say it's, you know, one word awareness, but it's such a difficult thing, especially in terms. And, you know, I'm sure you, you experience this or coach people on this all the time, like breathing, it's second nature. So there's a lot of times we're not aware of it. You know, your relationship to your body is something that already exists. And so most of the time we don't know it doesn't feel good until like after the moment has passed. So I think learning to build that awareness and really awareness in a curious way, not a judgmental way. So amping up that curiosity and allowing yourself to miss the moments and reflect on them later without judgment, but with, you know, that sense of curiosity, maybe wonder, maybe, you know, I like to think of it like being a scientist or an anthropologist, like digging deeper without having judgment on the observations, the discoveries that you make. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, it, as you were sharing to Alexandra, talking about breathing and talking about this work in this space, mm-hmm. it's, what came to me was, yeah, for both circumstances with breath, let's take breath, we're all breathing all the time. Mm-hmm. We're doing what we need to do, bare minimum to keep us here, keep us alive. You might breathe more if you walk up the stairs, you might, whatever that might be. But to experience a deep breath is mm-hmm. such a different feeling than short, shallow breathing that we typically often do. And the same way with this relationship with food in our bodies. Yeah, you can be doing the things that you need to do to technically survive. I did the things that I needed to do for a long time. So I was still alive. Was I Mm -hmm. functioning well? No.
1: Yeah.
0: Was I technically passing the bar of Mm -hmm. you're safe, you're okay? Yeah, and then you experience what it's like to not to actually be thriving. Yeah, It just is a completely different world.
1: Yeah, 100%. And, you know, I think something that you said really struck a chord with me there in that, you know, saying that for a long time you were doing what you needed to do to survive and not being upset. Like, like, that's a wonderful thing. You know, I think a lot of times we demonize coping if it's not coping in the quote unquote right way. Like a lot of people come to me feeling like they struggle with emotional eating. Like that is a terrible thing. And and I like to sort of take a step back and say, wait a second, if you were using food to cope, thank goodness you coped. It's a great coping mechanism. It's just not great if it's your only one. So we can develop other coping mechanisms, but I'm so glad you coped from, you know, then until now, because that got you through a lot and it's okay if you don't know all the ways, but that's what we're here to do. That's what, that's what, you know, I'm so passionate about facilitating is learning and growing and becoming more. Mm,
0: Curious to know what are some of the, what are some of the ways you, you enjoy coping, not maybe Mm. enjoy, you (laughs) use as coping skills or that you share with others too, because there are so many. And one piece that is uh, is on your social media is on mm-hmm. the information that I shared was it's not about going to the spa, mm-hmm. and that can be that can feel great, yeah. But coping isn't this really glorified spa-like self-care space. Yeah. Kind of the ugly stepsister. Yeah. It
1: can be. Yeah. I, I so agree with that. It's like the nitty gritty, you know, obviously that, that, you know, kind of, like you said, glorified that grandiose self-care that we hear about, that we read about having the perfect morning routine. That's wonderful. If that works, if you've got that, if you've got time for that, go for it, do what you do, what feels good to you. But I think the important coping, the important self-care is not, you know, flipping a switch and loving yourself, Mm -hmm. but is choosing to act lovingly towards yourself, even when it's hard. And when I say act lovingly, I mean, act with respect compassion and care, even when those things don't feel like the natural inclination, because I think a lot of times our default is to beat ourselves up. Our default is to, you know, again, judge ourselves and critique ourselves where if in those moments you can say, I'm having a really tough time and that's okay, and i could also or and i can also and find other other places to to put your focus i think that's that's true self love that's true self care is choosing to treat yourself with respect especially when it's hard mm.
0: because what happens when anybody who's listened once or twice knows that this is my beef and that this is exactly where we're going but what mm. happens when there is a message that says when you are in a space that loving yourself is not your first nature, where it's not accessible, where it's not your first inclination to go to. Mm -hmm. To to think that you, in order to make progress, do flip a switch and suddenly say, I love myself. Mm -hmm. Or you read your, I love my body affirmation 700 times during the day and you do all the right things that somebody told you to do. If you don't believe that at your core, If you don't feel that at your core, we cannot go from one extreme to the next. So it is the small acts of, I don't believe that to be true right now, Mm -hmm. but what I know is that, is there a space that I can show myself a little bit of grace, a little bit of compassion? What is one loving or respecting, respectable action that I can take right now? And the more you Mm -hmm. build into that, the more you build into a space, of maybe I'm neutral. Yeah. And then maybe you get mm. to a space where you can really stand strong and say, I do fully love myself exactly as I am, exactly how I am right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You might not ever be. But what mm. I do know is you're going to be a lot closer to that. You're going to feel so different yeah. if you don't think that you're flawed because saying the affirmation of I love my body isn't getting you what you want to get.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more with what you just said. And, you know, I think as you were talking so many things, like you said, so many brilliant things there Um, in terms of like practical steps, like you were asking before, I think in those moments, it's just what you said. I, I like to offer my clients sort of this question to ask themselves in the really hard moments, what is the smallest kindest thing I could do for myself in those moments, just to, to, to take a step back and, and choose something different, choose something that makes you feel nurtured and cared for instead of bullied, because bullying ourselves just isn't, it doesn't work. Like it doesn't get, you can't, it's that like corny phrase, you know, you can't hate yourself into self-love. So, you know, zooming, instead of zooming out and trying to see this whole big picture, that's overwhelming. That doesn't work. That's that, you know, saying those affirmations and not. And having them not stick instead, like zoom all the way in as far in as you can go, you know, sometimes what the kindest smallest thing I can do for myself is, is, you know, putting my feet on the ground to get out of bed in the morning. And that's it, you know, Um, I think that it doesn't, it doesn't have to be big gestures or, you know, things that look pretty. It can be the stuff that like, just like, like we said before, that like nitty gritty air necessity kind of stuff. Mm
0: -hmm. And that space and time too went great. If you want to use affirmative language, which is beautiful. Mm -hmm. If you want to weave some of that in, is I and I tell, I share this with my breathers and, and everyone that I get to work with. it saying, So, how can you shift that language so your body still maybe feels uncomfortable, but mm. it believes it a little bit more? I'm curious about loving what it would feel like to love my body. Yeah. I'm open to exploring what a loving action would be or feel like. Yeah. And
1: having that as just this
0: space of you spoke, is this space of getting curious. Yeah. What a beautiful way to get curious with that in inviting that language
1: in, Mm -hmm. what would that look like? Yeah. 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 I think that that's so valuable is because I think the other thing is when we are in those downward spirals, when we're feeling overwhelmingly negative, it's kind of like that tunnel vision comes up. Those blinders go on and we stop being able to see uh, the truth, in a lot of ways, because I think you know, our thoughts are just stories that we're telling ourselves to make sense of the emotions that we're having, and those stories don't have to be true. Not all stories are true, and so in those moments, giving yourself the opportunity to do that small kind thing to yourself, to get curious, just like what you're saying, you're you're giving yourself the opportunity to say. What else is possible right now? Mm. What else could be true Mm -hmm. while I'm feeling this way? Mm.
0: And challenging that just because a story might have been true Mm. yesterday, 10 minutes ago, 10 seconds ago, doesn't mean that you have to continue to allow it to be true. It doesn't mean you have to live in that truth. Now you can, you can create a new truth.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, you know, something I really appreciate that you're bringing up is that, this, none of this is one size fits all, you know, (laughs) nothing is, there's no cookie cutter mold. And for each of us, it's going to be different and it's going to feel different. And there's going to be different, you know, paths that work and, and paths that don't feel like they work. And that is, is kind of the beautiful part about it. It reflects each of us that we're all individuals. We're all unique. We're all, you know, connected to ourselves in different ways. And, it's worth, it's worth knowing yourself. It's worth figuring out the way that you work and the way that speaks to you.
0: Just this, the, your line of work in this container that you're crafting and building in right now is such a beautiful accompaniment to, to breath work, to embodiment work, to somatic work. I mean, honestly, it's, the same we're talking about coming into the body and honoring and respecting that but I just hear so many similarities in that mm. intuitive eating is yeah honoring what's here it's listening to your emotions it's it's building trust back within self yeah feeling into this movement of in, in looking at in health and every size it's like every part gets to be here all the pieces get to be here and not one is better or worse or the high the standard of what it is it's just all this fluidity that is one in the same between these two worlds I mean they're basic they're all one how we do one thing is how we do everything so they're all interconnected but just the way Alexandra that you just speak to that I was like yeah that of course it all it all connects and lands
1: yeah yeah I couldn't agree more I think I think it is and I think the beautiful part about you know, the work that you do and the work that I do is exactly what you were saying is is that inclusivity and that space for everyone. You know, I I it's like the whoever you are, wherever you are, however you are. Mm-hmm.
0: And I appreciate in diet, fitness, culture, land space mm-hmm. that tends to be more toxic than non-toxic that there are people like you that are speaking about let's talk about health at every size Mm -hmm. let's talk about calling out these mistruths and the and the way that people have placed it on you that you can't trust yourself and you need this and you have to do this and no it's this approach that you lead with of let me show you some options and give you some guidance on how to come back home to yourself. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You get to decide from there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love what you said there because it made me think that, you know, so much of the time we're taught that this is, this is, it's a moral choice. Like the way you, the way you take care of yourself is good or bad. But I think that It's it it isn't moral. You, You know, each of us has every right to decide how we care for ourselves and to decide what's important to us without that, like added morality on top of it, you know, getting to say, put yourself back in the driver's seat and say, this is what's meaningful to me. These are my values and my priorities. And these are what matter in my life. And that's okay. You don't. it can be completely different from the person sitting next to you. Mm,
0: Yeah. Standing in your discernment and standing in the sovereignty of what you want to Mm. do for you and your body. What feels good to you? What doesn't? And that is why having a support system like you, Alexandra, is so important because Mm. it's not about leaning on somebody as a coach or a mentor to tell you what to do, but it's to give you the support when the, when you know what to do, your heart knows, your body knows, but the rest of the outside world is telling you that that's not true. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that having a solid safety net underneath yourself, having that support system is, is invaluable and is really, you know, again, the corny phrases, but game changing, because we should all feel validated in ourselves. And sometimes it takes an outside perspective to remind us that we are valid and, you know, autonomous in who we are, in what we want, in what we need, all of those things.
0: And I mean, I'll say from my experience, there is, I I can't say otherwise because I don't have backing to this, but Mm. without a doubt, I would not have been able to come to a space of recovery and a space Mm. of continue like true, true recovery, not quasi recovery, not Mm. doing what it needed to get by and pass the markers of being safe and okay without Mm. support. Yeah. It was one of the most terrifying things that I could do to to mm-hmm. eat more food. It was one of the most terrifying mm-hmm. things I could do to think like my body's gonna change and then to watch it change.
1: Yeah. Because in that yeah. moment I
0: was like, let's just go back. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. no, thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. So I just honor so deeply, so so deeply the work that you do and the way mm-hmm. that you give people the space
1: and and the loving support to, to
0: find their journey on their timeline.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. That means a lot to hear. And, and I, you know, I couldn't agree more. I, I have a very similar, you know, story of my own. And, and I think that I agree The the support is literally life-changing and so necessary in a lot of ways and yet terrifying, yeah. but so important. Yeah.
0: Where can people find you? Where can they hear more about how to work with you, what you share, just honestly, um, feeling into your words and the messaging Mm. that you share is a really refreshing space online compared to what a lot of Instagram can hold. So. Yeah.
1: um, (laughs) Agreed. Instagram, social media is a, is a wild world to be a part of.
0: of
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, I am on social media. That is kind of my main space, public space, I guess. Um, So. You can find me at intuitively Alexandra on Instagram, on Facebook, um, on TikTok as well. Um, but I do believe, I don't know if it will be in the show notes, um, or so in the show notes, I'm getting a nod from Megan. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, it's because I'm the person on a podcast that if every link is not in the show note, I'm like, I'll never find them. And I just give up <laughs> instantaneously. So I try to make the barrier of entry very low for everybody who checks things out.
1: I love that. Uh, that is as a podcast listener, that is so appreciated. <laughs>
0: Please link everything or I'm, I'm done. Yes.
1: <laughs> um, linked in the show notes is I have a private Facebook group. Um, it's called Your Body's BFF. And it is just a place where I like to share resources. I go live and just chat and just give people um, space to begin diving into this world of intuitive eating health at every size all the things that we've been talking about today cuz i think it can, it can it's a new idea it's still you know sort of counterculture for a lot of us and so the idea of not dieting or not you know having the goal be weight loss is really scary and that makes sense so i like to use this for completely free like this it's just a community space where Where um, we can start to explore those things and see if it resonates, and see if it's something that you want to, you know, explore more for yourself. Mm,
0: Yeah, that for sure will be in the show notes with the link, so you can just (laughs) low barrier entry, click the link and go. And and for anybody too that, if this if this conversation is resonating, Mm. if you're seeing bits and pieces of yourself in this, if you are saying yeah, the idea of my relationship of with my body and with food takes up more capacity mm. than most things in my life i really mm-hmm. urge you to check out alexander's group and check out the the just your resources the things that you have to offer you can watch silently from the outside you don't have to be a participant but
1: yeah oh yeah
0: it's for you it's the, it's there for you
1: yeah absolutely it is a place where all are welcome there is no Thre- threshold of like participation that matters. It's really just a space to, to feel comfortable and supported and open to learning with no expectations.
0: Anything that we did not cover that you have that's on your mind or anything, message that's coming through that you want to share with anyone listening?
1: Oh, um, I mean, I think that I guess just to circle back in some ways, as we were talking about the Facebook group, I was kind of thinking about our conversation and and how I hope that that I would like to leave people with the opportunity, with the inspiration, with the maybe drive to, to give themselves a little more curiosity and a little less judgment. Like give yourself the opportunity to see what else there is, to see what else is out there, to see what else is available to you. Because I think we get caught up in a lot of shoulds and a lot of, you know, ideas that are kind of put upon us instead of really knowing or getting to know what is important to us as individuals, to you, as a, you know, as a person, as a, you know, multi-dimensional, many-layered, amazing human being. Um, and so, you know, if anything, I hope you walk away from this episode feeling like like there's space to find out a little more about yourself, to value yourself for more than what you look like, but for the person that you are.
0: Ooh, I just feel like those words in my body <laughs> so much. So much. Mm -hmm. You are such a light and I can't, I really am am passionate about the work you do. It clearly Mm -hmm. struck a chord with me and it's clearly Mm -hmm. something that's a a piece of my story, a season of my story. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm not alone in that. So thank you for so fearlessly doing what you do and supporting others to do the same.
1: Oh thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Megan. I've loved chatting with you.
0: Thank you so much for being here and for listening. I cannot tell you enough how grateful I am for you and that you get to be on this journey with me and we're here together on this wild, this wild ride. If there's something in this episode that landed with you, share it on Instagram, share it with a friend, tag me in and I want to know, I want to hear about it. I love in the ways that we get to connect And if you feel called, you can head over and rate and review this podcast. It helps us to grow and share and have other like-minded souls join this community and rise together. Sending you light and love, always.